You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Boxing Day. Welcome to Box. We, the Lions got boxed in the face. Uh, we we set up a grand display for you for Boxing Day. It was going to be very beautiful. I regret to inform you that at the last moment, though, we turned on the Tim Boyle Laser Light Show, and it blew out Atlanta's entire power grid. Now, admittedly, that's very easy to do. Atlanta has a very bad power grid, but that's what happened. And uh, welcome to the Pride of Detroit postgame show as we uh, are trying to figure out how to get the lights back on, uh, how to avoid legal liability, and just... Um, yeah, to break down what exactly happened and try not to shift blame too, blame too much. As uh, I think if you're Team Tank, this is an interesting day, but we'll get into that. I'm Chris Perfett at Chris Perfett on Twitter. Jeremy Reisman is here at Detroit Online. POD cast is delayed until Monday, so the two of us are getting together to do a post, uh, post-holiday, <laughs> post-game stream. The general sow chicken is gone, and so is the chance of a Lions win, Jeremy. Yeah, but uh, like this is such a weird feeling, man. Like this I've is never, really weird. I've never been more relaxed during a game knowing that literally there's nothing on the you line hurt us. here if the Lions win or lose this game. So all I really wanted was like a promising performance from the team in general. And whatever happens at the end happens at the end. And if it, if the, the end result is a quarterback that's not going to be on this team next year throws an interception to lose the game. Well, you know what? That's not all that bad, honestly. It really isn't. I, right up until that moment, I was like, you know what? Tim Boyle is fine, but I'm still missing uh, Jared Goff a little yeah. bit. And that's a feeling I thought I'd never have this year is that like, wow, I miss Jared Goff. <laughs> I didn't think I would have that. But it's Listen, Tim I, Boyle I, wasn't good in this game, but the Lions did a really good job of masking that through three, yes. three quarters and 14 minutes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I think that's a good way to describe exactly what happens here. I, uh, man, there was, there was a lot that's going on. Like I know we were just singing um, Harris's praises for moving a cornerback and he was not great today, but I mean, look, this is an Atlanta team that has some good weapons. I'd say between yeah. Pitts and Gage, like sure. you, and I, you, you held Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis on the ground. Like the yep. Falcons had no run game to speak of which they just got burned by Matt Ryan, which I mean, fine. Okay. We've been getting burned by teams through the air all year long. So again, not surprising, but right. as I, again, the big theme for the day, well, I'll get back to breaking down this game itself, but I don't feel hurt. I really don't. It was no. a late game, but guess what? Uh, the, a part of that is becoming that apparently uh, the Chargers have taken the worst violent beatdown I've ever seen at the hands of Rex Burkhead. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, how, Rex, how? 
I don't know. I this is this is the most Chargers thing to ever happen. And the Chargers me, got beat by very... Rex Burkhead and Davis Mills. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. So, um, and right now I am watching the end of Jacksonville and the Jets. Um, did the? It looks like the Jets kicked a field goal, so they're the up. Jets five. kicked a field goal. Trevor Lawrence is driving. <clears throat> If the Jaguars win, Lions yep. retake first. If the yep. Jets win, you basically are clear to number two. Almost. Like, like not, because, not mathematically, but like the Lions would have to quick. win out. The Lions have would have to win, to win out, out, which they won't do, which they which won't are, do. Because both the, at that point, Jets and Texans both have four wins. Right. And Lions and have two and a half. Two and a half. And then, hey, if the Jaguars win at any point and the Lions lose out, you get right back up to number yeah. one. So today is let's 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 make the word of the post game comfy. <laughs> I, I like. Let's it. make it comfy. You know, it, the holidays haven't exactly gone well. You had a fight with a few in laws or something, but you know what? You're you're cut. You're you're swaddled up right now as I am in a few blankets. You got some hot chocolate. You're enjoying some football. Comfy is the best way to describe it. Comfy, a little sad, but still like, you're going to brush this one off by the time you get back to work. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure it's a little frustrating for people that, that just enjoy watching this team win, which I consider myself part of, but oh, yeah, I don't too. know, like, I, I, I still feel like I take more positives than negatives away from this game because like, I, I think this team, I'm, I'm not going to say they win handily with Jared Goff, but I look at the opportunities I, even early in the game that Tim Boyle missed on. There was there was the first drive of the game. He had an inside slant to Amon Ra that was wide open, and he tried to force a pass to to Josh Reynolds, incomplete. Uh, the two minute drive, he at the end of the first quarter, they had a couple wide open receivers that that Boyle missed, and they end up you know just having to try for a hail mary at the end there. And then obviously, uh, what happened there at the end of the game was ridiculous and bad and horrible and whatever. But like. Lions run game was going. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Did, I think he had. Okay. Well, I got one yards on most he's had. I, I've got in, something in on him, but real quick, I, to, to your point, I don't think Jared Goff risks the biscuit by throwing it into the flat that late in the game either. He finds a bit more of a safe read, I think. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I think the Lions put this out. Amon Ross St. Brown has now Pat is now third most receiving yards by a Lions rookie. The only two in front of him are Calvin Johnson and Roy Williams. Two, two is, number one outside receivers. And, and by the way, by the way, this is a guy who, for the first half, until the Vikings game, like it was surprised. I would always point this out on the stat sheet and you'd kind of, we'd always kind of brush it off a bit. It was like, hey, he's getting the ball a lot late. Yeah. Like what's going on here? But he wasn't exactly getting meaningful you know, a lot of meaningful things, but now look at him. Now look at him. He's a huge part of this team's, he, this team's he's offense. The, he's the focal point. I yes. think you can almost argue he's the focal point. 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets his last four games. Yeah, I think, I think Josh 10, Reynolds. Eight, eight, nine. I think Josh Reynolds gets more involved if Jared Goff starts, but that's sure. the only, that's the only a stipulation I have to that. Like, that's it. Amon Ra is like the sun god has risen. Yeah. He's, he's playing amazing. And I think, I think what the lines are trying to do on offense, which is kind of like these low methodical, like this was the story of the game for the lines, like these long methodical drives that are just burning clock and, and keeping their defense fresh. You want to look at time. I know you love time of possession, Chris. I do love time of possession. 38 minutes to 21. 
or 22, essentially 38 to 22 in this game. The Lions had, I think three drives of over seven minutes, um, a couple over 10 minutes, or at least one over 10 minutes long. Um, so that got only got, oh, what happened? What happened? <laughs> You're making faces. Trevor Lawrence just scrambled to the four yard line and oh, out of boy. bounds, 32 seconds left. Jets one timeout. Jags need a touchdown to win. I see. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted here of who I want I to win. Too. I am too. I'm coming because either way. I think, I think the Lions could have another win in them. And, I, and if, if they do Jacksonville winning doesn't really matter that much because Jacksonville's not going to win a game. Yeah. So suddenly, you've got, suddenly like, you've got like a log jam at like at with Jags and Jets. I think the Jets would go to one if we, if the Lions won again, but Man, this is hot, tough. All right, I'm yeah, gonna. <laughs> it's like well, it's like a toss up. Like, would you rather have a shot at number one or guarantee almost guaranteeing a top two? Uh, part of me, I'm I'm very risk averse, so part of me is just like, yeah, let's just get a top two. But yeah, no, I, 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 I want to. Unlike, like, I'm going to be a little bit like Tim Boyle. I want to risk it for the biscuit here. Yeah, that's fair. I want to. I want to go all out. Although we have <laughs> talked about how a lower draft pick would allow you to trade down easier. Um, I'm just glad we're not the uh, Ravens today. Oh my gosh. They're, I don't want to spoil anything, but apparently they're at the one yard line. Yeah, no. <laughs> Can I pull this but up? In our my chat, phone? our oh. chat is, I think, I think that'd be a nice poll for the chat. Although to be <laughs> honest, it might be over in a few seconds. I do see some of our listeners are saying that they would rather lock in a top two pick. Oh, Lord, that nearly got picked off. There you wow. go. Wow. Good Lord, that <laughs> nearly got picked off. Poll is there. Would you rather have a locked top two pick or a chance at number one? I think that's a good point. Someone's all saying they're rooting for Bevel. Like, that'd be cool to see Daryl Bevel continue to make his record sure. as an interim head coach better than Urban Meyer as a head coach. <laughs> wow. Here, Trevor I'm Lawrence nearly got picked off. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt our Lions post. No, this, this is, is okay. Very, this, no, yeah. this is live content. This is what live content's all oh, about. Oh, by the we'll way, the Jeremy, we do of... go to the uh, post game. I know Dan Campbell is up there right now. I don't know if we can get to him. Um, um, if you want, it we is, can put him on. It is two of us. So, like, we don't, we usually, if it's two of us, I don't have to carry it with those, po the post game pressers. But we'll try to get some quotes from you for that. For that. You know, they, they, uh, they did enough to close that game out, and uh, you know it's credit to them. And uh, I was proud of our guys. We were in it to the end. All you can ask is that you put yourself in position to win a game, and and uh, we had that ability right at the end of the game. We just we didn't close it out. I'm sorry. Say it again. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Tim played well. Um, throughout the course of the day. You know, you take away the last play and then there was a third down, uh, you know, fade throw to Josh Reynolds that, um, you know, would have liked to seen him hit. And for the most part, everything else, I thought he played pretty fast, efficient, clean, um, and certainly was gave us a chance. He wasn't a hindrance to us at all. And, uh, and so ultimately, if you look at him, um, you have to say, man, okay. He, he played a lot better than Cleveland, which he should. I mean, that was the next game. He had another chance. He, his confidence was up, and, and I thought he functioned fast and efficiently. I'll be totally honest with you. I think what he needed to show is that, that he, he was going to improve from the first time that he was able to play a game, and he clearly did that. That's what he showed.
before we got it back? Yeah, it, well, it was just that I knew I had three timeouts, and uh, I had a feeling that, that he was going to be conservative, and we were going to be able to stop the run and uh, get the ball back. So I just felt like you, I, I felt very good about getting the ball back, knowing that we would have plenty of time to go down and score. Oh, listen, I was excited because not only now do you get the ball in plus territory, but now the clock stopped everything else. And so it, it's, uh, you feel like you control the game now. We, we felt like we had total control of the game and we were going to go down and score. But now at that point, you got to make sure that you're burning everything off the clock that you can. They still had timeouts. And, but, uh, I mean, it's, it was set up. It was set up perfectly for us. You know, and once again, Reeves freaking comes up with a big one like he's done all year. Yeah, look, he's he's. Uh, he, I mean, he is improving, and he's. There's been a lot that we put on his shoulders, uh, you know, these last few weeks, and because he's capable, that's why. And he is improving, and he's steady, and he's and he's reliable, and and uh, and so yeah, I mean, he's in a great place. I mean, he's one of those guys that, uh, as a play caller, I trust a ton, and I know the quarterbacks do too. But I would say for all those receivers, I feel that way. I feel like they've really taken strides over the last three to four weeks and uh, everything collectively. Um, but yeah, St. Brown is continuing to grow. I just, you know what? I felt like he was, they were much more patient offensively. They were much more take what's there, uh, you know, find number eight over the ball, find the curls, and just kind of patiently, methodically um, move it down the field. I feel like early in that game, they, you know, with their openers, they tried to throw us off a little bit, try to do some things to get on the perimeter, try to, and, uh, and they didn't have success. And I think they just, they said, let's play the long game. And, and, uh, and so he, he called a very patient game, I thought. And, uh, you know, ultimately it was, you know, the red zone, Red zone hurt us, you know. I mean, look, we move offensively. We move the ball defensively. That's you want the stops in the red zone, and offensively, instead of field goals, you need touchdowns. Yeah, look, they hurt. They hurt, and uh, or, you know, a couple of those are, you know, look. Certainly, that's that. Those are those are unacceptable. You can't have it. Now, one of those drives, I felt like I started that as a play caller. I got the play in late. And uh, we're sitting there for a long time on the line of scrimmage, and, you know, and it's and you. I felt like I started that mess, and so I put some of that on me. Um, I put I put one of those drives on me. I freaking hated it, and it's now I didn't do that, but you know, but still, when you feel like you're getting it in late, and there's and it becomes chaotic, and you know, and Tim's getting in there and trying to get it to them, and you got to check with it, and it you know, it's just it becomes. So I hated that, man. That'd be one of those calls I wish I could have back. Um, but ultimately, yeah, those things kill you, and they did in the red zone. I, not at this time. Both of them knee injuries, um, and I, I don't know for sure. I mean, I, I would say right now, both of them probably don't look very favorable for next week. You know, but we'll we'll see where they go. And look, I'll be if I'm being totally honest with losing Kabinda hurt today. Um, There's a number of things we had up in the. Just our base game plan, run action, all those things. He, he's, he's kind of one of those unsung heroes, and he does so many things for us. His versatility sometimes goes unnoticed, and, uh, man, it, it hurt a little bit. And then certainly when you lose your next tight end, now you're, you're out of a lot of stuff. 
Um, those guys handled it well. The staff did a good job. Us trying to adjust and <clears throat> you know do a lot of things out of eleven personnel. Find you know find things we could run the ball and throw it. And but well, it's big. You love the fact that when you when that happens, you're able to score seven. You don't feel like it's a wasted drive. Um, so that was big. Look, that's something that's kind of bread and butter for us. We work it. You know, he works it and. Uh, you know, it's always just something that, that he and the and our gunner work, you know, just to have if needed. And um, and he's been steady as a rock. I mean, he really has. It's it's one of those things you're very confident in it because of his ability to throw it. And it was a good job by Hodge, man. It was that was a good route. Yeah, well, I think you got to look at improvement. And what I see is I see us improving. Even today, we're improving. There's, there's vast improvement. Look at our third downs offensively. That's been a struggle. And over the last two to three weeks now, our third downs are beginning to climb and we're staying on the field. You know, defensively, our red zones have been better. It didn't quite show up all the time today, but, but yet you look for improvement out of every player and every group. And, uh, and I see it. I see it. We're, we're playing better football right now than we did when we started. And that's, that's what you're looking for. And and ultimately, the guys who will be here next year, they're going to learn from this. And this is a bitter taste in their mouth that I hope they never freaking forget. What's that? I, definitely. I, I feel like every week I've gotten a lot more comfortable. And uh, there's a, you know, a number of challenges that you go through as a head coach and a play caller together that you get over. And then, you know, um, even that little wrinkle today where you lose a couple of guys and you're out of these personnel groups to have to adjust and adapt and do it on the run, you know, and, and you, man, you, you memory bank all this, you learn and grow from it, and uh, I do. I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting a lot more comfortable. I'm, look, I'm not even worried about that right now. Uh, we'll cover that whenever the time. I just know I'm finishing the season as our OC. They got us. No, they got us. They got us. It was, it was, it was one of those where little communication, man, who they got in, who we have in at that time. By the time you try to make a personnel change, it's, you know, are you better off in light people? Or are you better off trying to flip people in time for them to, you know, and so we got caught. We got caught, you know, that was one of them they got us on. interesting things there i want to talk about before we get back into very, the game. very judicious on the freaking he wanted to go somewhere well, else he I, I think that alone is kind of interesting like he's he's just as upset as he would be in you know like a a, a playoff kind of dude's game a gamer man dune's a gamer doesn't matter what the what the record is which i mean not at all surprising but no. also just kind of interesting to see at this point in the game when when the, he said it himself like the team played well he thought mm-hmm. the team is improving and showing improvement, but they didn't win the game, and that pisses him off. And you you, you love to see that, right? And and you love hope that it. you hope that the feeler the, the players feel the same way. Um, yeah, I think the only the only thing is like he's talking about one more you know touchdowns and field goals, and I mean I know you had and I both had a problem yes with the uh, field goal late. Now obviously it turned in their in line's favor because. Then Russell Gage fumbles the football, gives it right back. Jalen Reeves Mabin yep. 
almost literally clubs it out of his hand. The only thing that wouldn't make it literal is he didn't actually have a club, right. but he, uh, he, he did get it back, but you're not exactly banking on that. That's not exactly the kind of play when you say you're trusting your defense there, but I would have still like, I, I, I know that you would have needed the two point conversion to go ahead, but I guess, I don't know. It, well, it, it worked out the same way. Maybe if they kept driving, Tim Boyle turns it over anyway. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that went right, wrong with that, that previous drive, right? Like you, you ate up 10 minutes of the clock. You had to go for it on fourth down twice just to get to where you were. Mm-hmm. You're, you're at a third and two, and then you, you run a predictable run play up the middle. They blow it up. It's, it's fourth and six now. And it's not an easy, it's, it's not an easy decision. I don't think it's an easy decision, but when you, when you throw all those resources into one drive, mm-hmm. you eat up 10 minutes of the clock, you run, you go for it twice on fourth down. You're, you're basically inside three minutes left in the game. Now you've come, you've pot committed to this drive as the game tying or go ahead drive. So kicking a field goal there made very, very little sense to me. I understand it's a toss up because it's a fourth and six and fourth and six are hard to convert. But to me, I think, I think you just got to, you, you've, you've burned so much clock off at that point that you just, you, 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 you can't you gotta, you gotta, put you yourself gotta, in a you situation commit. Commit. Yeah. where you you put your defense into in a situation where if they don't get a three, not the game's over. Yeah. And with the way the Atlanta was you know moving the ball on them in the second half, Kyle Pitts was tearing them up in the second half. I don't know why. It, and I mean that's part of the issue, right? Like they're lucky that Atlanta didn't go to Kyle Pitts on that last drive of theirs because the offense wouldn't have even had a chance. Just we like, I was boy would have just watched the rest of the game on the sideline. Tell, kept telling you for like half the year that like lions would lose this game because Kyle Pitts is the type of player that, that eats the lions. Like they, they always get surprised when someone starts attacking them in, in over the middle of the field like that. Well, it's especially true when you're missing a couple of your best linebackers, you're missing a couple yes. of your best corners. Like, they, they tried putting, you know, iffy back to, back to no pressure up, up on the quarterback, which allows Matt old ass Matt Ryan to, you know, be able to throw it to sail his passes. Like, but yeah. Uh, and, well, I mean, and just like our linebackers are still really bad in coverage. Yes. Like yeah, as, as much as Jalen Rees Maben is going to get hailed as, as a hero for the, the late minute interception. Like he was you mean fought a position yeah. a few yeah. times on, on a couple of these plays. And then you got Charles Harris on the, on the touchdown pass. You can't really blame Charles Harris for his coverage on that play. He's he's not a coverage guy. Has his arms up, and and Matt Ryan kind of lays a perfect pass on him. But um, it just kind of the lines don't have a lot of options in covering tight ends right now because they're so beat up. Right. Um, that's the one downside. Good upsides this game. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, trying to think what else we really had in this game. I mean, the running game still looks pretty darn good. It looks know. good. Craig Reynolds, not as involved as last week, but Jamal yep. Williams back and does pretty well. It looked like we had a chance for Deandre Swift to play this week and that didn't happen. So that's unfortunate, but uh, hopefully we'll see some more of him uh, going into late into the game. What were we talking about before we went to Dan Campbell? We were talking about draft position, I believe. Probably. I mean, yeah. yeah. If, if you want to kind of close it, the book is, on that, yeah, Jacksonville I was, I just, did lose. Jacksonville did lose. It is funny because I saw one person in the chat saying goodbye to Aiden Hutchinson, and I've seen my timeline going goodbye to Kayvon Thibodeau. So once again, like my point about you're going to have one or the other still stands. Yep. I don't even know if Aiden Hutchinson is still worth the number two pick, but I still think the Lions should be going for edge. Um, yeah. So I don't know if two is – I mean, look, and – 
the, I, I don't know what, like, uh, you, maybe you root for Evan Neal to have like the best combine of all time <laughs> because the Jaguars do need offensive line help and they, they want to go all in for protecting Trevor Lawrence. I, yeah, I wonder, I mean, the thing is we don't, we don't know who the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach is going to be. We don't know what they're, if they're a defensive minded head coach offense, all that sort of stuff is going to obviously play a big part in, in what they mm-hmm. decide to do, but everyone seems to think it's going to be one of the edge guys. A lot can change between now and April, but um, I think I think it's fair to say they're pretty locked in to that number one spot because their remaining two games are at New England and against the Colts. So they're probably not walking away with the win. Yeah, at two and at two and fifteen, where they'll likely land, no one can catch them. So uh, lines best they can do is the second overall pick, and they can clinch it next week if they yep. can clinch at least a top two pick because. The Jets won because the Texans won. That means those two teams have four wins. The only way the Lions can catch them is if they get four and a half wins. And the only way they get four and a half wins is if they beat Seattle on the road next week and they beat the Packers in week 18, which doesn't seem likely. The Packers could potentially could potentially have the uh, the number one seed locked up by then, but I don't think I don't I, I actually don't know if it's mathematically possible. Um, can I just say I want I want to rant on them at some point about how fraudulent they are. Um, Tim Boyle is at the podium. I don't think we need to go there. I don't think I need to hear from Laser Light Show. It's, um, yeah, yeah, we don't need to go back to the podium. We I know we go back to the podium repeatedly when it's a win. Um, I don't want to go back when it's just Tim. You're, you're offering me Tim Boyle. I'm sorry. I'm not, in, I'm not. Interested. It's the last time we're going to hear from him <laughs> yeah. ever. I think probably he's got a good, he's got a good beanie. I'll give him that. He's got a good beanie. I like the beanie. Um, we don't want to hear from TV 12. I love that. I love that, that he's yeah. Um, the Seahawks game is going to be interesting because like it is Russell Wilson. I know it looks like an awful team right now, but I don't know. I'm, I'm turning on my other monitor, the, uh, the bears Seahawks game just to do some scouting. But I mean, man, this, this league is like really weird right now. And I'm not trusting anything right now. They're like, playing a little bit better these days. You know, they, they're, they've won two yeah. of the last three. They, they took the Rams kind of to the wire last week. I mean, I don't know, like it's, it, and, it, and it's always hard to win on the road in Seattle. So we'll yeah, see. Uh, the yeah. Lions are obviously playing pretty, pretty decent football like it's it's watchable football right now and i think yeah, that's- I, I do wonder though about the quality of the team when like i i, I hate to take it away from detroit because i give them all the credit in the world for beating arizona yep. but then i'm watching arizona melting down this week too and i'm like sure. okay so that's not just us beating a good team that seems to be there seems to be legitimate problems with yeah. the cardinals but i, I guess the, the point is like yeah I don't know. You, you go all the way back to, I mean, for the past seven weeks, the, really only the Denver game sticks out like tie game against Pittsburgh, three point loss to, to Cleveland, two point loss to Chicago, two point win against Minnesota. Then there's a 28 oh, point no. loss. Oh to, no. To yeah. I agree. I agree. This is one of those seasons where like they have some that are really, really close and you expect them to improve <clears throat> next year. Just on the fact that there are so many coin flip games that yeah. some of that you're not going to keep hitting tails. Just uh, yeah. ma- like mathematically. Right. right. And my point is just they're playing good competitive football since bye week with one exception. Yes. And you're going and to have that's good. exceptions. Yeah. And, no, and that's it's just what Dan Campbell good. just said. Like this team is improving. And I hate to continue to, to bag on the, the point I made at the beginning of the season. The one thing I wanted to see out of the season, because I certainly saw the, 
the force through the trees. Like I knew this wasn't going to be a good season. I wanted to see this team playing better football in December than they did in September. And they undoubtedly are undoubtedly are. Yep. I um, saw those redeemed for the uh, Ruby cameo. I'll get you guys him later here, <clears throat> but um, no, I think, and I think a big part of them playing better is I, I think it's twofold. One, I think they finally found their identity on defense. Yeah. They found a, a defensive identity that suits them. Well, um, I think it's reliant on them getting pressure on the quarterback, yep. whether or not they succeed that day. And guess what? That's why I keep thinking they should take an edge rusher sure, because that would tie, that would tie the soup together, but they definitely seem to be getting a good identity on defense. Um, being more aggressive. That, that's what I like. They, I feel like, yes. I feel like, I feel like on both sides of the ball, they're just both getting more comfortable being a little bit more aggressive and, and like, yes, not so passive. We, yes. we, we saw them bring a lot of blitzes last week against, uh, against the Cardinals. And then that continued early in this game. And then they kind of got away from it because I think they, you know, Atlanta got a little better on first and second down, but I mean, I just, I, they're doing a really good job. I think hiding all the deficiencies in the secondary because they're like, they're down to fifth, sixth, seventh string guys. And they're, they're keeping their head above water. Which man. brings like, us to the offense where there is literally no tight ends, but I think what's improved on the offense is just, yeah, it's at, you said aggression, Dan Campbell, obviously we, we hadn't him a lot for the play calling early on. Is anyone still doing that? Cause I think it's fine. I think the play calling is fine. And again, a big part of that is yeah. Like we'll keep saying it, his name, Amon Ross St. Brown is more involved. And that seems to be the big, they, they, whatever they're using him for, it's really efficient. He had another touchdown this game. He led the team average 10 and 10.1 yards per reception on 11, on 11 targets, nine receptions. And uh, they're just, I, I don't think that the run game is as uh, constipated. It's not so got all that going around. And I feel like I hate to put this again on Tim Boyle, but I feel like after watching him today and then looking at, you know, the past performance from Jared Goff, I'll be interested to see how Goff plays in the final two games. Cause I think that will impact where the lions go. And if you don't believe in Jared Goff, you're maybe a little worried about that but I don't think the lions are finding their quarterback in this year's draft either. Now I'm saying that here in December, late right. December, but I feel like not needing a quarterback and improving the rest of your team in the short term is probably good for you because again, you'll have trade packages for 2023. And like, if you want a quarterback then, then by all means, but I mean like Jared Goff, give him some credit. He's playing better now. I don't know how much longer that lasts. I don't know if right. that, all dries up once team gets ta- teams get tape on him under under this system. I don't know what happens if he has to learn a new offensive system if Anthony Lynn sticks around, but at the very least, right now he's looking comfortable out there with Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown. He knows what he's doing, and he's actually finding receivers who are open and according to his progressions. The two things he really needs. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Tim Boyle's average depth of target was in this game. Cause I get a feeling like he tried a couple downfield passes. Wasn't nearly as, as successful as, as, um, as golf has been, but can I, can I say something about the play clawing on offense? Because yeah, just think, real quick, real quick. I see chat yeah. freaking out. I'm not talking myself into golf guys. I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm trying to be realistic here and I'm trying to see, I don't say what I want for a team because I'm not that arrogant. I'm saying, I'm telling you what I think the lions are seeing. Yeah. But anyway, so continue on your, on your point on play. Call. Yeah, no, my point was just that 
they still continue to do one thing that pissed me off a lot more a few weeks ago than it did today. Mm-hmm. And that is running on third and four, running on third and five, running on third and six. And they're starting to sell me on it, which is the, the maybe craziest development of 2021. Because if you're going to run it on third and four, third and five, but you, you tell me ahead of time, Hey, if we only get three yards, we're going to go for it on fourth down. Then I'm like, you know what? That's not that bad. If you're going to run on third and four or third and five, and you can tell me for sure, you're going to be going for it on fourth down. If you come up two yards short or, or less, I'm in. I guess I see that getting more stopped once teams get wise up to it. I've been doing it for five weeks, Chris. I know. I know. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying like there is that. And also that like, I would just rather have good third down play calls, but I mean, whatever. But I think the truth of the matter is it's, it's a strength of their team right now. It's something that they're capable of doing that they're, they're doing pretty well. 130 yards rushing in in this game. And and yeah, only at three, nine to carry, but you had Jamal Williams over four yards to carry. And I think if you look a lot of those runs, they were, they were efficient towards what they wanted to do on those plays, you know, Jamal Williams on that outside run on, on one of the last fourth downs just barely gets the first down, but he got the first down on a fourth and one. Um, it's hard. And, and so they're, they're, they're doing what they want on offense. And like I said, they're just, I, I think the whole like seven, eight, nine, 10 minute drives is exactly what this team wants right now to, to keep the defense off the field. And to just, you know, I mean, they're, they're efficient at gaining four yards at a time. I think there's, there's there's something, I mean, the thing I liked about time of possession too. And to that point is like, it's not just keeping the defense off the field and keeping them fresh. It's when you put the opposing offense on ice and make them have to sit there. Offenses in the NFL take the, they take the keys from college and that they need tempo to work. Yeah. Some rhythm and they need a rhythm. And to do that, they cannot be sitting on the sidelines for eight minutes. Yeah. Like that's just going to throw you off every time. And I think that's why winning time of possession, having those grind out, you know, offensive drives is a tactical advantage. I, I see the strategy to it as much as I see a strategy in trying to go air raid or in trying to go up tempo or spread. Like it's a strategy that if you can deploy it properly, it works. I, I know it's it's not backed up by any stats or anything, but I think I understand this, the kind of psychological warfare that's that but, is being purported there. But here's the one downside to doing something like that mm-hmm. is you have to play very close to mistake-free football yes. on offense because yes. one penalty, one hold, one sack, one fumble Hell, throws getting all stop, into getting, wrench. Getting, getting stopped on downs or having to punt. Yeah, yeah. anything like that. So you have to be, you have and, to and, be very efficient with your right. offense too. And, yes. and here's the problem. The Lions were not perfect on offense today. They had what, five or six false starts in this game? Including one by, I didn't realize that you could get a, a quarterback and false start, but apparently Tim Boyle found a way under center too, I'm to in the, false start. It kind of makes me wonder if I think and, he was, and, I think he was expecting the snap from the center and just never got. Yeah. It. Oh yeah. Like he probably called it on two and he tried to take the snap at one. Like that's that's how that happens. Um, I'm I'm curious though. Can a quarterback change outside of that one example cause more false starts? Like is he not maybe communicating the the snap count? clearly enough as, as Jared Goff was like, I'm, I'm, I can't say for sure whether that's what happened or not. And, and maybe, maybe uh, Tim Boyle will, will give some sort of, um, you know, closure to, to that, but I did find it interesting. And obviously it didn't help the lines on, in several situations. They were able to overcome it a, a few times, but I think the one thing they were really missing today on offense was the explosion place. They, they basically mm. didn't have any 
Um, they had two plays over 20 yards and one, no, they had three plays over 20 yards and one was a fake punt. So I don't know how much we, we really count that. Um, but again, and, you know, this is where I'm stuck in the trap, man. Would they have had at least one explosion play if they had Jared Goff? Because I clearly mean, he can, he yeah, can find, probably. he can find Josh Reynolds down the field. I'm telling you, like, some, some people don't want to hear that, but he can find Josh Reynolds down the field. He, it's clear either Jared Goff or, and Josh Reynolds have something special or Tim Boyle and Josh Reynolds just have not melded. It's probably a little bit of, of both because mm-hmm. like he, he's throwing behind Josh Reynolds all day. I, I put the stat out there before, like the past four games combined, um, Jared Goff and, and Josh Reynolds have combined like 28 times and um, Josh Reynolds has caught it all but five times. Today, they threw at him seven times. And he missed him five times. Yeah. I don't know. Like, obviously we talked you talked, I think during the week about, you know, Josh Reynolds says he wants to, you know, stay in Detroit and everything. Yep. And you, you don't know how that always works out, but I feel like if you're the front office and you see what the, what Reynolds has with golf, you try to make that work out best you can. Like, cause that's like, uh, as long as price isn't, isn't a, a big issue, which I don't think it will be like, yeah, why not? Because between that and Amon Ross St. Brown, I feel like that's a good set for, again, I don't think golf is a long-term, is a long-term, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a long-term answer. solution. <laughs> answer? Yes. I was lo- saying solution, but that's that's probably a better answer. But at the, at the very least, if you're looking for the next few years under this contract, like, yeah, that's that's something serviceable. That's yeah. something that can work. And listen, this team needs a quarterback to to keep the team afloat next year. And it's probably not going to be a rookie quarterback. It's probably going to be Jared Goff. And so, yeah, wouldn't you like to see this team win some football games next year and maybe even like potentially have some important games in December? I think that's possible with Jared Goff. Again, I think we're, we're both in agreement. This guy isn't the guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. But in the meantime, he, he keeps you competitive. He keeps the team exciting and entertaining. And maybe maybe they'll fill some damn seats next year. And as people like to remind us, Jared Goff did take a team to a Super Bowl. It's true. It's factual. Wow. Um, that was probably the worst throw I've ever seen. I mean, I, I've said this about eight times today, but Nick Foles just kind of hucked it. Oh, I forgot he was empty, playing in that game. The empty end zone in, in the driving snow in Seattle. This is Bears weather and they're, and they're fourth and goal here. I need to, I need to catch Matt up on Matt looks very sad. A handful of, well, it's just, you know, it's final three games. Why, why is, why are they still letting, are they just waiting for the end of the season is because the bears have never fired uh, a, a head coach mid season. Oh, they're going for it. They're going for it on fourth down. Good for them. Let's see. Hold up. I want to see. Gonna and then it. we'll it's see. fine. It's fine. They're not going to make it. Yeah. Up short. Yeah. <laughs> Nick um, show, throw short of the end zone. <laughs> um, a coach. Thank you for using the Twitch, your Twitch prime sub your first month here. Appreciate that. Enjoy the emotes and the ad free experience. Then we had 10, eight, one, two following uh, Ron of wireless zone with the five month subscription says improvement. Harry be bad with the 22 months says get them and speak easy sports. Thank you for the follow. Appreciate hey, y'all uh, real quick. Just a real quick quibble. Jeremy, can we add like lions post game to the uh, Twitch stream name? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I don't remember how to do that by I'll just do this. Sorry. I, I, that probably would help for people searching us if they're still checking in, but I just, I just noticed that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're fine. What are you apologizing for? 
because it's uh, it's been a weird week with my family and everything. It's it's holidays, man. Everyone's on pins and needles. I do have more meltaways. I'm about to gorge myself on some chocolate, and then I have to go back to work at five in the morning. <laughs> Fun. So I'm glad we're doing the po- the podcast <clears throat> tomorrow. Yeah, this way we'll allow our chat to watch whatever Sunday night football game is. Yeah, I don't yeah, even pro- know what it again, is today. Pro- uh, very funny that all of the late. By the way, so first off, programming note: yes, POD Cast will be on Monday live here on twitchtv Detroit. Be sure if you are not following us right now, you should be following us because we are the best damn Lions content this side of the pond. Other side of the pond, we give to Roar the Lions UK. <laughs> Um, those Absolutely. guys who are our friend, who are our British friends. Um, and I, uh, what else? Um, the other note I have is like, man, all of these like afternoon games kind of suck. Like we'll see Chief Steelers is Chief probably Steelers the one could be good, but I don't think that I have zero. Interest. I'm good. sorry, Jeremy, but here's the other games. It's Seahawks, Bears and Raiders Broncos. I know you're interested to do the scouting on Seahawks, Bears. Are you sure? Maybe I don't know, but I'm no. not. You you can't you can't. I if, if Raiders Broncos was being played in my backyard, I'd close the drapes. A <laughs> uh, hundred bits from Irwin. This this is clearly a question directed at you and not me. Says I need to Chris. I need to cope. Suggestion Genshin or Persona. Hmm. So uh, two very different games. Genshin obviously is going to continue on for a long time. If you do play it, let me know. Um, it is a gotcha game, so you do have to... I'm not saying you have to spend money, but expect those kind of shenanigans and plan around getting characters around banners. But I love Genshin. There's always something new every week to play in Genshin Impact. I am not big on turn-based games, so I'm not going to recommend Persona. I don't like turn-based RPGs. I do, however, like Ungabunga, like let me hit things, action RPGs, and that's why I like Genshin. I, I, am, I, I need to get back to streaming Genshin. I'm going to, I just got some money. So I'm going to try to get an even better. Uh, I need to get some camera wrecks from you, Jeremy, obviously, because you've got a pretty good one. Mine's like, all right, but it's like caps out at 720. But, or maybe I just got to do some upgrades to my PC, but either way, I think I'm going to try to do some more. Fire Emblem. I, I, I don't like tactics either. I don't know. This man makes fun I, of me I, for I playing enjoy- Fortnite because it's a kid game and I'll just play the most weeb game ever. I know, I know. No, no. I, I, I think I've, the, the game I'm most looking forward to in the new year, I need to play Tales of Arise, but then I think um, the game I'm really looking forward to in the new year is Grand Blue Fantasy Rebirth, uh, Relink, just because, again, I like action. I like hitting things. I like going unga bunga. What's the graphics card? I have a 2070 Super. Um, and to be honest, like it's fine right now, but eventually it's going to have to upgrade and I'm going to try to have to upgrade it before the uh, just, it, I don't know, man, my, my friend just bought a new PC and like most of that price went to the graphics card. Sorry. Back to lions. I, I don't, honestly, I don't know what else to talk about. Like the, yeah, we're just chilling. The, the game was the game. It was, it was whatever they, I thought the, the defensive front played pretty good. Um, we saw Austin Bryant get a sack, which hadn't happened in a while. Um, they, they pressured, I thought they pressured Matt Ryan a good amount in this game, especially on, on key downs. Um, but, you know, the coverage just, it's just not there. They don't have the personnel, which is why Matt Ryan can carve you up. And he didn't, he didn't exactly carve the lines up 215 yards of touchdown. It's not, 
it's not devastating, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's clear they didn't have an answer for Kyle Pitts. It's clear they didn't really even have an answer um, for, for Russell Gage even. Um, we so, talk special teams. Do you want to? I mean, well, other I, I, than chat, a, chat, a is here, chat is here to keep yelling about Riley Patterson. Riley! Mostly because we also have our friend uh, Riley Jane in the chat as well. So there's a, some first name bias going on. And yes, the fake punt Jack Fox with a 21-yard pass. Yes. I mean, Riley Patterson's longest field goal today was 37 yards. Congratulations. I know yeah. he hasn't missed one yet, but volume. Has he, has he even tried one of 50 yards yet? I, don't, I feel like he hasn't. If he has, it's been like one. No, he hasn't. Yeah. As long as he it's 49. He hasn't. Well, we'll see. We got to really, we got to test him. We got to see Seattle's going to be great. Put him, put him in the elements, put him in the elements and see what happens. <clears throat> but uh, no, Jack Fox can not only punt, you can barely throw the football. I mean, he's made a couple of really good passes in his career. Um, yeah. Listen, it was, it was one of those annoying times where the Lions were at fourth and one. They false started again on fourth and one, which I feel like has happened way too many fucking times this year. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. I know we got a bad review because someone didn't like that. We, we use naughty language. Oh my God. Like whatever. Um, but I mean, it again. I think some people I just made were a foul were, gesture. Were curious. Well, that's fine because people can't hear. Not that. a visual medium. Um, but I, I think some people were were jokingly like, I don't think there's any chance the Lions purposely take a false start just to fake punt it. Um, if they are like that is that is forty chest that I don't I don't think is even necessary in a game like this. Like, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, the fake punt was fun. It worked. I, I, I maintain that that was left over from last week when they thought they were going to have to throw the kitchen sink at the Cardinals. And then they're like, oh, actually, we don't need to, all these fake punts and onside kicks. All right, we'll just save it. We'll just put it in our back pocket. And we're like, they got antsy today. They're like, ah, fourth and five. It's a perfect opportunity to pull it out. Let's do it. So, yeah, what are we thinking for Seattle? Who cares? <laughs> we're still in, we're well. still in comfy mode. We're still in yeah. comfy mode. Brain yeah, is absolutely. off until 2022, guys. Listen, I, the lines are at a point where they're probably not going to get the first pick. They're probably not going to follow the top two picks, so nothing matters anymore. Yeah, just play well and stop getting injured. stop getting matters. injured for Christ's sake. Yeah, I would also say too, like, yeah, I think I think big takeaway is I'm 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 even comfy with Jared Goff for next year. Might be it might be a terrible idea, but um, I mean, clip that and play back to you yeah no i know i know in october next year hey i'm not you i'm not the one constantly being taken out of context nobody cares who i am (laughs) um but yeah other than that like uh lions stop getting injured uh hopefully next year we won't have to deal with covid uh fingers crossed and uh yeah the Lions stuff
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.